Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let me get your attention real quick. I'm not going to take too much time. MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE100, gives you a 100% deposit bonus until November 1st. So go ahead and get signed up. MyBookie.ag, it is the best online sports book. Two-day payouts. Honestly, it's like going to Vegas, only from your cell phone. You can do it from your cell phone. You can do it from your computer, wherever. MyBookie.ag, put in promo code WCE100 and knock that thing out. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from WinningCuresEverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you kidding me? I bet you don't care. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. That's right. It is time for the Winning Cures Everything podcast. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. It is episode number 153. And today is the big game preview day, big game Friday. But Chris and I were just talking off the air about this. I wanted to go on and put it on the podcast just to have the conversation because it's interesting talk, right? I am of the belief that there are going to be a ton of coaching changes in the SEC over the next two years. Oh, and I completely agree. I don't disagree with that at all. I think one of the biggest things is there are going to be coaches that will be looking to get out of their situations, kind of in the same vein as, look, Tubby Smith moved from Kentucky to Minnesota before he could get fired, right? The biggest thing is you find your other job before you can get fired. Now, unless it, your current job has to pay you large sums of money to fire you. But look, it's kind of the same thing with Josh Passner at Memphis, right? So everybody at Memphis wanted Josh Passner gone. It, it just was not working. Georgia Tech needed a new coach. And look, it was at the point where Josh took the Georgia Tech job and Memphis gave him some of his buyout money just to go. Right, And I don't think they should have done that. I don't think that Josh would have turned down that job. But when you got an agent working for you, it works out. It's like, look, we can either sit here and you can fire us and pay us the entire buyout. Or we can go take this job and you can give us just a little portion of that buyout. So it's up to you. Okay. In this instance, look, there are several factors that are going on with the Tennessee job. Right, Butch Jones is on toil- or owned, eh, owed $12 million. No, no, he's not. It's not still twelve. It is twelve right now. If he is fired in the middle of the season, it is twelve. See, I thought. Okay, now I'm. I'm. Man, we went through this contract before. I thought that every month that uh, went down. It's no. not a mid-season thing. It was a like a prorated thing. Now, once once he gets into, I think it's January, then it goes down. But can you wait around that long now that they've got all the... I, th- I thought once it hit October, because that's why I thought it was crazy that they didn't fire him in September, or the reason they didn't fire him in September 
was they needed to wait until the first week of October. If he is fired in the middle of the year, it's the same buyout. Unless they wait until he... It, like, they can renegotiate his buyout once he's not bowl eligible. Okay. So that's that's part of what his contract is. If they want to wait until he gets his seventh loss, that's cool. But at that point, you're waiting until November anyway. Yeah. What does it matter? So, because, I mean, they've only got a certain number of games and, you know, you'll get there. Um, I am of the belief, because he, he hired Jimmy Sexton literally about a week after Hugh Freeze was fired at Ole Miss. So he fired his guy, Trace, uh, what was his name, Trace Armstrong or whatever, whatever his name is, down in Florida. Uh, he's a Florida grad and all that kind of stuff. So he uh, he fired Trace, hired Jimmy Sexton, because I think he saw this coming. The reason that he gave was that he was not given an extension after last year like they had been doing every year. And you can understand that because, hell, he lost to Vanderbilt in South Carolina. I think that he is trying to parlay this into the Ole Miss job. He's trying, trying to, to get parlay this, just the, getting destroyed week in and week out by every SEC team he plays into getting another SEC school to say, yeah, we'll sign up for that. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter who Ole Miss hires. If the NCAA violations or NCAA sanctions at Ole Miss are as bad as people think that they are going to be, and we have no way of knowing that, but just a guess. Just a guess, they're going to be pretty bad. This program is going to be in the dump for several years. Three, four, five years, whatever. The same thing went on at Alabama back in early 2000s. After Franchoni left, all that kind of stuff. Whoever was going to be the coach, sure, you can have a couple of winning seasons, whatever, but the bottom line is you're not going to win big enough to be able to keep the job. Your fans are going to end up not liking whoever it is anyway. Why not bring in a guy that you know can still recruit, and that way the cupboard is not completely bare if you bring in somebody that's a group of five coach or whatever the hell. Because truth is, you're not going to be able to go out and get a big-name guy from some other school. You're just not. Les Miles isn't going there. I've got somebody that has, that has told me that his buddies with him that has told me he ain't going to Ole Miss. He ain't going anywhere. Les is not coaching. Les is waiting around until Joe Oliva is gone, and then Les is going to be working in the athletic department at LSU because he and his family are staying in Baton Rouge. That makes period. me happier than anything could ever make me happy. So that is going on there. But Ole Miss is not hiring Matt Campbell from Iowa State. They're not hiring any of these big-name Power 5 guys because these guys are making money anyway. Why would you want to go to this situation? You're going to have a four-year contract because that's all that the state of Mississippi allows. Bring in Butch Jones. He he understands the landscape. He's already got good recruiting ties. He beats you for a lot of guys that Hugh Freeze wanted. So while the program may be in, not, I'm not going to say shambles, but it's not going to be great. You do know that Butch can at least get you to a respectable level. At Tennessee, they expect championships. How do you sell that to your fans? When they're watching these Tennessee games, because every Look, SEC team at Ole knows Miss, everything that's going on in every other SEC team. You might be able to pull this from some other guy from a different conference, but not in your conference. Everybody sees the, the dumpster fire this is. Look, how do you sell that to those fans? You sell it the same way you sold Houston Nut. No, Houston Nut came in and won. Yeah, he won with somebody else's football players. Didn't matter. He still got W's. That guy didn't get W's. Ed Orgeron did not get W's. Okay. And then Houston came in right after. And got W's. Butch, though. He's not going to come in and beat Bama two years in a row. It's the same way that you try and sell it to... To Georgia Tech when Josh Pastner comes over. No, it's not because Georgia Tech's expectations are nowhere near for basketball what Ole Miss's expectations are for football. But are their expectations realistic? It, are you going to be able to sell that with with Neil Brown from Troy or with Bill Clark from UAB? I would rather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely rather have a guy like Bill Clark, apps a hundred times over, and you can sell that to your program. This no. guy was so loyal to his school, they cut his football program, and he still and he stayed. stayed. So, so he's not going to leave us through the tough times. He's going to build it right. He's going to build a foundation. You don't. I'm not saying that, that Butch Jones is the right hire. 
I'm saying I think that's what Jimmy Sexton is trying to pull right now. He can try whatever he wants because he's got to do something to sell that piece of garbage. That's a garbage coach that nobody wants to touch. Look, here's the thing. Everybody thought the same thing about Ed Orgeron. It's look at the beginning no, of last no, season. They didn't. No, they didn't. But no. Here's the reason why they didn't. See, that's completely different. We watched Ed be an interim coach at two different places. One USC, one of the top five biggest schools in the country. Okay, and and Being on a an national interim coach is no, it doesn't it doesn't different. matter. The reason LSU gave him, and you know the real reason why they gave him the job. But the way you're able to sell it to the fans is what his resume has shown after he left Ole Miss. He's been an interim twice, and he was super successful at both of those interim jobs, and he was in the running for getting both of them. So, so that is a – you cannot con- – Ed Orgeron is a much better hire than Butch Jones, and I don't know that anybody in the SEC would argue against that. I look at it this way. Butch Jones was able to take a crap Tennessee program, and he built it up. Now, he could not do more with it. But, I'm just saying, this is this is what could end up happening. He didn't, he didn't build anything. The SEC East fell around him. That's all that happened. The SEC East was, was crap when Derek Dooley was there. Yeah, but they weren't that bad. Florida and Georgia were not that bad. No, 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 because you still had Mark Rick and, and all that. No, but, so, so but, that, that's but Florida, not true. Florida and Georgia are not... Like, hell, last year was the first year that Butch Jones got a win over Florida. That's the only reason he didn't get fired last year. It's because he beat Florida and Georgia. If he loses both those games, he we, we're not having this conversation. No, at that point, he would have been Because he's picking up garbage on the side of the road. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's, the bottom, I, the I bottom think, line I is... Think this is I, I get your logic. I, I, see, I see where you're coming from. There's no chance in hell that happens. We'll see. There's no way that Butch Jones gets another job in this conference. We'll see. There's no school in this conference that would the only school in this conference that would take him would be Missouri. Yeah, I think Missouri would be they, they would thank their lucky stars for Butch Jones. That's also a possibility. But you don't don't try to spin me this old miss stuff. The old miss people have way too much pride to take Tennessee's garbage. That's not happening. But they took Arkansas's garbage. No, 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 because, no, 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 no. Arkansas Houston was going Nut, to fire Houston. Houston yeah, but Houston Nut shouldn't have been fired at Arkansas. Houston Nut was still a good coach. Houston Nut went eight and four the year before he came to. Or no, he may have gone seven and five. I'll have to look that up. But the two years before that, he went four and seven and five and six in the two years before his last winning season, and then he jumped to Ole Miss because of all the crap that went on behind the scenes where he got they had the Freedom of Information Act come out where he was uh he was cheating on his wife with the uh, I, think, I think I think Houston Nutt is a much better coach than Butch Jones and that's a much better sale. He was an SEC staple for a long long time. All you all you got to say is he's re- he he's he's run his course at Arkansas and it's time for a fresh start. You don't you don't get to say that with Butch. He hasn't run his course. He's been there five years. He's gotten progressively better every year except for this year. But even last year, in his best year, he gets trounced. Trounced by a bad South Carolina team at that time. Well, he, he a, didn't get trounced by and, South Carolina. And, 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 by, and by Vanderbilt. Just Oh, that's just, you, well, no, he, he didn't get trounced by them. I mean, he, he lost by a field goal to South Carolina. You can't he, lose those games. Look, both those teams are garbage. Neither one of those teams would have went to a bowl game if it wasn't for Tennessee. I'm with you. I agree. So, and he got I, I 100% he, he agree. pulls the horseshoe out of the deepest recesses of his butt to beat Georgia. Yeah. In the greatest miracle you could ever imagine happening in a football game. Yeah. Three back-to-back Hail Marys. That's just insane. Tennessee, then Georgia, then Tennessee again. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's it's bunk. like the whole thing was was ridiculous. So, so I I'm just I cannot I cannot believe I'm not an Ole Miss fan, but I know enough of those boosters. I know enough of the people that support that program. They still have pride, and there's no way they can say that's our next coach, and we're proud of it. I'm not saying they'll be proud of it. I'm just saying if I'll if, if you can't find anybody else for the job, they could do worse. But you can find somebody else for the job. You absolutely can find somebody else. And for I think the job. you're probably right. I'm with you. I understand that. But 
I'm just telling you that this is the kind of crap that goes on. This is the talks that happen. And it would not shock me if Butch Jones is the next coach in Oxford. But. That sounds like a whole lot of Alabama fans real excited about getting to beat up on Butch Jones every year again. No, that's, that's not. That that's like. so not what this is whatsoever. This is. I want to find Ole Miss Jimmy people. Sexton. I don't give a shit about Jimmy Sexton. He's an agent to a bunch of these big time coaches. And, and Butch Jones might be the worst coach that he's. He has to try to sell to somebody. He's making so much money off of all the other coaches. He, he that, that Butch Jones bullcrap. I wouldn't even have taken that job, but he took it. Tell He's me, gonna try and spin that. Tell me how this is different than Josh Pastner. It completely. Georgia Tech is an academic institution. Okay, it's an ACC basketball school. Bullshit. It's the bottom of the barrel ACC basketball school. They are an academic institution, it, and it the is. only reason they're good at football is they hired Navy's coach. Years ago, to run this weird triple option that gives people fits, but I'm they with you. but they pay that guy a can of beans also, dude. Okay, look, they had Bobby. Look, they have <laughs> Bobby Crimmins was successful as hell at Georgia Tech. Just because somebody was successful doesn't you, mean they but have it, they but they have no standards for winning. You could go in there and you. Where could be does a Ole five, Miss have standards for winning? Oh, their their fans want to win ball games. They want to win ball games. You think Georgia Tech fans don't? I understand. I know that the markets are different. I got you're, that. You're, but we're having completely different conversations. If Georgia Tech goes 500 every year, they are the happiest people in the world in basketball, and that's not that's not hard to do because there are so many small schools that you can bring in to do that. In football, you can't go 500 because you can only play three small schools, and then you're in the West. And so you yeah. bring Butch Jones in, and you beat up on the little schools that you can bring in that you hope don't upset you, and you lose every SEC West game. Who's he going to beat? I mean, you you do have a very strong point because Butch Jones is O and whatever against against the, against SEC, the West. SEC. So why would you why, why would you do that? There would be no reason to do it. If you're trying to find a coach, no, like, you, I'm, you I'm take explaining one of these smaller you. coaches. Uh, you you get so fired up about this shit, and I'm telling you. But I, it's because I think it's ridiculous. I literally think we're playing what ifs with what happens if little green men start coming down from the sky. Like these are things that sure we're all going to freak the hell out and hope they don't kill us. But at the same time, it's it's not going to happen. If it happens, look, we can look back on this date and say I was dead ass wrong. <laughs> and then and then I'll laugh at every old Miss fan. I won't laugh at him. I'll feel sorry for him. I'll, I'll grieve with him. Because uh, they're all going to be furious. What if uh, what if it's Jim McElwain that moves? That moves jobs. That moves to Ole Miss. He ain't taking the Ole Miss. But he would. I, I could. If you're Ole Miss, you take Jim McElwain. Because then that makes sense. That's different. He's no, won. With- he is one in the SEC. He has beaten LSU. On a consistent basis. Like, he, he's got some big W's in his life. That's true. He's consistently beat Georgia. He's consistently beat everybody he's played except for the SEC title game against Bama. Other than that, he's dominated, folks. So, while I think he's a punk, and I think he's a mediocre coach, I, you know, that, yeah. that that's just one man's opinion. But his football IQ is different. I think it's a joke that he's some offensive guru he's had three years and their offense yeah makes LSU's offense look great well, and, he, and he kicked Will Greer out yeah like he told him it'd probably be best for everybody if you transfer yeah because he took steroids but it's okay to have felons well, no, like I'd much rather you be on the steroids it wasn't because of that no that's well I don't know no, what it was it, it was because he was one of most champs guys oh well, that's, that's stupid that's exactly pride. These guys get so much pride in, I can't do it with your dudes. I need it to be my dudes. I, like, I just want to win, man. That's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, he's not smart, but you can sell him to a fan base at Ole Miss. That, now, we're having a different conversation. I'm with but you. But you cannot, you cannot try to sell me Bush Jones and tell me you're not trying to screw me. I ain't, try, you just I can't ain't trying to that. sell you Bush Jones. I'm, I'm not. I'm you're, not. you're telling me this is this is what people are talking about. See, the, I want to know those people is, because I need to find out. Like, do they have any influence in my life? Because if they do, I need to get away from them because they're idiots. Because <laughs> that's just crazy, man. I agree with you. It's nuts. The whole thing's bananas, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And it's, that's what makes look truth absolutely. Truth is stranger than fiction. I I agree with that. Just watch because there's going to be some crazy ass stuff to get. I bet 
I bet that Brett Bielema ends up moving somewhere else. But this uh, yeah, Brett Bielema's a good coach. Could you see Bielema? Get an Arkansas fan to tell you that right now. Arkansas fans have kissed my ass. Look at all what he did. <laughs> what he did in Wisconsin cannot be forgotten about. That is a big Power Five conference, and he left because of money and nothing else. Look at oh no, I, I'm with you. I agree there. That guy put there. dudes in the NFL that they average 500 yards of offense on the ground. That that dude can build an offense, but it takes time to and you gotta and you've gotta commit to it at the university level. And Arkansas didn't. That's different. Right. I I could see Bielema end up at uh in Nebraska. That wouldn't shock me. I think that'd be a pretty good hire for him. Wouldn't shock me. I, but I it's just, one of those where it's like, how do you get that fan base? How do you get Nebraska's fan base excited well, about not, Brett Bielema? Because they're outside of the conference, and they're not watching what's happening in Arkansas every week. It's that, That's completely different. It wouldn't shock me if Bielema went from Arkansas to Ole Miss. I know that's probably not going to happen. They've tried the Arkansas move in the past. That's bad. Bielema's not a bad coach. Okay, He's just in a bad situation? I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that things are different in Arkansas, and I think that they think that it's their God-given right, just like LSU thought last year. I think everyone thinks it's their God-given right to win 10 games a year. Oh, yeah. I know his record is not great in the SEC West. I know it's not. It's, but that it's not, offense. It's not great. It's it's not even good. It's, that offense. I know. I know. I get that. But that offense takes years to build. We have had this conversation. You cannot walk into a team that throws the football around like crazy and say, Hey, we're going to hire a guy that builds offensive lines. You can't take freshmen and put them at the offensive line and expect them to be all world. Yeah, but five years into it, I mean, I, no, I feel I'm like he you. should be better than. But but than what I he think. Is. A, but I, I know what you're. I know a lot you're of those decisions were derailed because he's now trying to win games instead of build what he's supposed to build. That's that's the difference. I understand that. I understand anyway, that. We haven't talked about any of the big games, and we're already twenty minutes into this podcast. You, you're just but, talking but crazy. That's, that's the see. I want interesting stuff here, and that's what this is because that's interesting stuff. So let's uh, let's move into the big game previews. Uh, we'll try and go quickly in some of the. We already talked about a lot of these on the uh, we're on betting the on Picks a lot of these podcast. Yeah, so we we bet on a lot of them. Uh, Penn State at Ohio State. I'm I'm iffy just because Ohio State is. It looks like they're out for blood right now after they got beat by Oklahoma. Urban Meyer. Uh, but here's the thing. You brought this up before. Um, Ohio State at home as a favorite against, you know, top five teams or top ten teams or whatever the hell. Like they're five and seven, not five good. and whatever. It's not a great not record. Good. So Penn State plus six and a half here. I, I think I like Penn State to win this game outright. Taking Penn State. Not so, even not even blinging an eye. I right. think James Franklin's the best coach. I think they have the best player. I think their offense is the best. I think their defense is good enough to slop Ohio State. Next game up, 11 a.m. on ABC. 11 a.m. Central on ABC. Oklahoma State, number 11 in the country, at number 23, West Virginia. This is my hardest game to pick. Well, it's not my hardest game to pick. It's the only one that I considered flip-flopping. Look, if, uh, if Oklahoma State loses this game, and then Oklahoma loses one more, and TCU ends up losing anywhere... Big 12's going to get left out. Big 12's out. Out. Absolutely out. So, Oklahoma State needs to win this ballgame. I think I think TCU is their only hope to get anybody in. I think a one-loss Oklahoma team might get out. I think you're probably right. Because, I mean, it, that's a... If look, Notre the, Dame the runs looks the table. Now. If Notre Dame runs the table from here on out and Georgia runs the table and they're all I'll, losses I'll go on to and tell you this. Notre Dame will not be running the table. Okay. We're good on that. But, but let's, we'll, let's keep talking. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I, I'm, I'm taking West Virginia here. Early game... Look, Oklahoma State, you would think that after a kind of garbage setup last week, West Virginia's defense is not what Texas's defense is. But West Virginia's offense is much better than what Texas's offense is, especially at home. Will Greer leads the country in touchdown passes. We've been looking forward to this game for weeks. We we talked about this three, four weeks ago. When is that game going to be? And now it's a damn 11 a.m. game. It's an 11 a.m. game. That's so ridiculous. Which is fine with me because, like, that means I don't have to put it up against all these other 2.30 games. But I want it at night. Morgantown at night is awesome. I agree. And you take in West Virginia, you want that game at night, too. I'm taking Oklahoma State. It's the one I feel the least confident about just because I love Gundy. I like this OK State team. I want them to keep winning and keep doing well. 
But at the same time, I think the 11 a.m. start time helps them because Morgantown's still going to be asleep. I've been in that place at 11 a.m. Yeah, but nobody's awake. Oh, the big game Saturday. I mean, I mean, mean lunch. I'm the only guy in there. It's 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 a different setup. Well, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be there, but they're not gonna be there. They ain't gonna be. Hey, I think they're still gonna be riled up. They're gonna be about it, but they ain't gonna be about it. (laughs) Yeah, this is not happening. You can't put as much alcohol in you at 11 a.m. kick than uh, than you could. It doesn't look cool if you set stuff on fire and. Two o'clock in the afternoon. You got to have, have the moon out. That's true. All right, next game up. We uh, we both talked about this. We took different bets on this. Uh, TCU at Iowa State. Number four TCU at. Check this out. Number twenty five Iowa State. Two thirty kick. Two thirty kick on ESPN two. Um, look, I love the Iowa State plus six and a half. Still going to take TCU outright. Gary Patterson is just too good. I, I'm not saying he's going to run the table. He's still got a couple tough games left. I just don't know that he's going to lose to Iowa State. And I also think it's about Iowa, time that Iowa State comes back down. To, the people in Ames is going to come back down to, to regress to the means. If they end up going on a four-game winning streak, and two of those games include Oklahoma and TCU, we're having a whole, we, we we're having a whole different conversation come Monday Tuesday. Well, then we got to start getting mad at Matt Campbell for playing the wrong damn quarterback the first half of the season. That's it. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, we we're having a whole different conversation. Yeah. They would be six and two. Uh, I mean, they'd probably be top fifteen at that point. Yeah. That that that's I can't see that happening. Next game up, number fourteen, NC State at number nine, Notre Dame. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, you didn't talk much on it because I took NC State plus seven and a half, and I think they're going to win outright. I think NC State has got the defense to be able to match up well with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's coming off of a huge win. NC State just sat at home last week, hung out, watched the games on TV, and they were prepping. They are ready for this game. Like, this is this is national game. NC State wins this game, they're going to be a top-10 team. And they should be. They should they should have been up there already, I think. Um, nah, maybe not. There are a couple of top-10 teams that just have better name recognition. This is a big game for them. Yes. This is... This is a huge game for them, and I like them in this spot also. I'm rolling with NC State. I'm going with the Wolfpack. This team is good. That defensive front is great. Oh, and Ryan Finley, he he doesn't he doesn't turn the football over. Oh no, no, they, they play, can run the ball. They play flawless offense. They don't have an explosive offense, but they don't make mistakes on offense. No. You're not beating them. They're not beating themselves at all. Nope. I haven't seen them do it all year. And they've got an NFL defensive line. Uh, yeah, their defensive front. Their defensive front seven. They got linebackers that can play. Their defensive front is, I mean, other than Clemson, they're the best in the ACC. That might not be saying much, but they're really they're, good. They're probably top five in the country. And they're, I was about to say, they're not a whole lot farther behind than Clemson. No. I, I mean, look, Clemson it, might be one. I mean, they could be three, you got, four. You got Alabama. You got Ohio State. You got Clemson. Michigan's defensive front's really they're good. They're pretty good. And then, really and then NC State's up there. But I, yeah. I I don't know where I'd rank all no. of them. No, I'm I mean, it's, they're no. all top five. So, so, so you got NC State straight up. Yeah. Hey, I like it. I, I, what, what I told you before this thing, I'm nervous. I took all road teams. Yeah. And I know that's not going to happen. I'm going to lose some of these just because there's no way we're going to look back and see five road teams win. Well, this go round, you won't have to worry about a road team. That's right. Because they, this is straight up neutral site. Neutral site. Jacksonville, Florida. Florida is 3-0 and in their last three against Georgia. The cocktail party. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. What, what do they call it now? It's like the... I don't know what they call it now. I know. Oh, no. I think it's, I I think it's like the... the cocktail party. I think it's like the Florida-Georgia rivalry or Florida... Some, it, it's, it's something, something stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, look... It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, period. That's right. That's what it is. 2.30 CBS game. This will always be the 2.30 CBS game. It's two big national brands. Um, Georgia's 14.5-point favorite. Like, I, I don't I don't think this game's even close. Florida's got too many problems going on right now um, with the, the fake death threats that McElwain brought up at the press conference the other day. All that. There's, there's so much... It just the vultures are circling the program right now, and Georgia is just sitting back, enjoying life. Look, they don't have to do a whole lot to win this ball game. You score a few points, yeah. you ought to be in the clear. So I'm taking Georgia too. I will tell you, this is the other game that scares me, and the only reason it does is because every year, 
this has got to be, I look back and see this has got to be the dumbest game of the year. Like, stupid stuff just happens. Weird stuff happens in this rivalry. I think that's going to change now that Kirby Smart is at Georgia. I think he runs that program differently than Mark Richt did. And I love Mark Richt. But I think a game like this, Richt used to put so much pressure on himself to win the game that it bled over to the players. So in prime spots like this one, they always came out flat because they the you can't get too excited for for games like this. So this this situation, I like Kirby Smart. I like Georgia. I think they're going to steamroll Florida. All right. I think they will steamroll them. All right. Let's move into uh, our three NFL games, and then we'll we'll get out of your hair. Uh, Raiders at the Bills. I figured it, and and we call this Big Game Friday. I've said it for a couple of weeks now. I think it's more about like interesting game Friday, right? Because there's not a lot of big, big games in the NFL this week. Yeah. Well, they got six teams on a bye this week, so that doesn't help. No, it doesn't help at all. Um, and I could do the Cowboys and the Redskins, but I just that's not a big enough game for me right now. Well, I would tell you, I think two playoff teams are playing this weekend. Where's that? I think my New England Patriots are playing the San Diego or the LA Chargers. All right. Now and I think the Chargers are still a playoff team. Let's go on and toss that in just for, for shits and giggles. All right. Let's go on and talk about that one first. And that was the one that scares me. It's a seven and a half point line. Yep. Big line. What uh what time is the game? It's noon. It's a noon game. It's just So standard. you got the Chargers coming all the way from LA East Coast to play the Patriots. Yep. That's the one thing that helps me, but what is my rule? Now we're not we're talking about winning the game. I'm never going to pick against my Pats, but but my rule is when they play a good defense, you stay away from them. You think are the Chargers have good defense? One? I think Joey Bosa is scary good. I think Ingram is scary good. I don't know that the whole defense is good, but I know this: they got a pass rush. That's that's the part that you're worried about. You're not worried about anything else. You're not trying to stop the run with the Patriots. You're not trying to cover the receivers. You're trying to put Tom on his back. And, and they can do it. And that's those two guys scare me. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna take my Patriots, but I will tell you this: it will not shock me if San Diego wins this game outright. <laughs> L.A., you mean? <laughs> and whatever. God, I'm never going to call them L.A. That's so stupid. The Chargers, the yes, Chargers. They're, they're on a three-game winning streak. They blew up the uh, the Broncos last week. And um, and they, they, look, they look like they're figuring things out. And the Pats are good. The Pats I, look great. I but, think this is just a bad spot for them. I, I like the Pats in this game. Yeah. 100%. I'm going to take 100%. them at home. I'm going to take them at home. But I think that's two playoff teams. I yeah, think the Chargers I mean, make the playoffs. At this point, the Chargers, that would be five losses. They started out zero and four. That's okay. When's the, when's the last time an zero and four team made the playoffs? Uh, very, very, very few times. But tell me who else is going to make the playoffs, man? I mean, it, no, in you're, you're in right the, about a, that. In the AFC, it's going to be division winners, and there's probably going to be two teams from the West that's going to make it. Yeah, and that'd be probably Raiders, who have four losses, and the Raiders have four losses. The Chargers have four losses, and the and the uh, the Broncos now have three losses. Yeah, and I mean, they, they look like hot garbage right now. No, yeah, their offense went to shit. Yeah, like, Trevor Simeon was the number one or number two. He was the number two quarterback behind Tom Brady after the first three weeks of the season, and then he just gone to garbage. Let's move off of, uh, of that one. Let's let's go ahead and talk Raiders and Bills because uh, there's a couple more interesting college football games that I just want to kind of toss out there okay. and discuss. Uh, Raiders-Bills, look, it's a noon game. Bill's defense is pretty damn good. Tyrod Taylor is all over the place. Um, look, I like the Bills straight up here. Me too. I don't like the line. So let me let me tell you what I like about this Bills team. They 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 are a better version of the Bears. Yeah. I don't know how they're winning ball games, but but they're within a field goal of every game at all times, and and if it's close, they're gonna win it. They're gonna pull it out. They're a really well coached team. Everyone looked like they were tanking before the season started when they were dumping all these guys. Yeah. And they are not tanking at all. They are putting this stuff together. Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if they're going to lock him up. I don't know if they're going to pay him, but they need to. That guy is doing it with nothing. Yeah. With it's, nothing. it's pretty ridiculous. They, they tell me this. 
AFC East? Is that the best division in football? Oh, God. Not in football, no. The SEC West. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The hell with you. No. The best, the best division in football, I think, is still the AFC West. With the Raiders and... Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. Chargers, and Broncos. Okay. okay. I think that... And I don't know that it's close. The East is... I mean, they've all got better records. They've looked better for a, a longer duration. But, I mean, about the end of the season, you might be right. And, and playing I think, right now, you I think might this be Chargers right. team is figuring it out. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. You're probably right. All right, so we both uh, we both like the Bills here. Both like the Bills. All right, Texans at the Seahawks. This is a really tricky game. I don't like this game at all. I do like the Texans here, though. God, to win straight out. Seattle's such a hard place to play. Well, they are, but, I mean, the Texans coming off of bye week. It's a three-whatever yeah, game. It's, it's afternoon. All the Seattle games are going to be that way, usually. So, so yeah, I, I, like, I like the Texans here. I think Deshaun Watson... Like finds a way to score against this defense. I like the Texans' defense. At, look, last game where it, they didn't. All right, so JJ Watt gets injured. Yeah, but we saw last year. Oh no, JJ Watt's been injured earlier than that. He missed like he's missed like two games a season. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like he's, I I think I like the Texans a lot here. I like it because I think that Russell Wilson, when he plays against a good defense, is is not well. Their their offensive line's not good. I, I'm I'm taking Seattle just because people don't go to Seattle and win too often. As much as Watson has looked unbelievable, rookie quarterbacks definitely don't go to Seattle and win very often. You know, I don't like making that pick, but that's I think that's the right way. That's to a go. that's a tough spot for him. That's I think that's this is going to be a Texans loss. But I hope I'm wrong. Steelers at the Lions. Steelers, three-game winning streak right now? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Chiefs, uh, who they played last week, and then they played the uh, they played the Bengals this past week. And they played somebody between them. Oh, man, no, no, no. Maybe, maybe it's just no, two, it's just two weeks. Right, it's just two weeks. Chiefs Chiefs two weeks. But, they, but they've looked like the best yep. team in football. They figured it out. But now they go on the road to Detroit, who needs a win. Coming off a bye. I like the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. The Steelers are probably the right pick. Um, They're finally getting Le'Veon Bell involved. They are, you know, doing all the things they're supposed to do. Oh, their defense defense is great. Now, they do. They're in in consideration as one of the best playing defenses right now. The Lions, they are coming off a bye week. Got a couple weeks to figure this thing out. They're at home and. The Ben Roethlisberger on the road problems are just—they're real. They're legit. Something there's something weird when he goes to Arrowhead. He's just got the Chiefs' numbers, and it doesn't matter where they play them at. Other than Arrowhead, man, his record on the road is bad. It's—it's it's just bad. And I'm just going with that trend of he just seems to do weird stuff on the road. Yeah, that's—that's that's my only law. I don't logically, talent-wise, the Steelers should dominate this game. But weird stuff happens with Roethlisberger on the road. I, I can understand guy, why you that guy. That guy is a head case. Yeah. And so when he and if he gets off, you it doesn't matter how good everybody else is. So, all right. So let's go ahead and give the uh, the picks, and then I want to talk to you about five other college football games. Uh, all right, Penn State at Ohio State. We both got Penn State. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. I got West Virginia, and you got Oklahoma head. State. Um, TCU at Iowa State. We both got TCU. We're picking a lot of the same, same stuff here. Yeah, uh, yeah. NC State at Notre Dame. We both love NC State here. Love them. Georgia at Florida or Georgia versus Florida, neutral site game. Jacksonville. Uh, we both like Georgia here. Florida's a just a disaster right yep. now. Uh, NFL Raiders at Bills. We both got the Bills. Texans at the Seahawks. I got the Texans. I got the Seahawks. You got the Seahawks. You don't believe in uh, in rookie quarterbacks going up to Seattle. Against the twelfth, I'm man. taking I'm taking all road teams in college. I'm taking all home teams in the NFL. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. Uh, Steelers at the Lions. I got the Steelers, and you got Detroit. Got the Lions. All right. Now I want to ask you about these games just real fast. Okay. First one up: Mississippi State at Texas A and M. Line opened up A and M minus one and a half. It's now pick them. No, when I was looking at the line, it was Mississippi State minus one and a half. As See, it's, of it's five p.m. So it's they're already still moving. Mississippi State. You think State ends up? 
No, that's what the Lions do. No, but tell me, tell me what you think. Oh, I think A&M's going to get right. I don't know that Mississippi State is as good as everyone thinks they are. Um, and and they they they, they, they can they absolutely well blow out like they can absolutely blow out bad teams. Bad teams. I don't think A and M is a bad. team. No, I don't either. I think I think this is a very evenly matched game. I think a pick on the line is pretty dead on right. I think A and M's a tough place to play. College Station. Yeah, boy, that's that's big. Yeah, I agree. With a lot of folks. So I, I, if I had to pick, I'd go with the home team on that one. I think I agree with you. Uh, Georgia Tech at Clemson. This is the the night ABC game that's going up against the World Series. Um, like, the line is 14 and a half. I really almost took Georgia Tech. I did, too. Man, I want to take it so bad. Uh, I've lost a lot of money betting against Clemson, so I'm trying to not be that's stupid. That's exactly what my – like, Clemson has reached Alabama level where yep. you just don't pick against them. And sometimes they'll get upset and whatever. Oh, yeah. But but you, if you pick against them, it's kind of one of those things – I remember Verno talking about this, yeah. where you wake up the next morning and go – what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, like, well, what? you can't justify it. it. The reason that it's such a because Georgia Tech is covered against everybody. I mean, they're they're just a covering machine, and right they now. are getting that. Listen, he says that this is the best offensive line he's had since being at Georgia Tech. But he's going up against maybe one the of the best the defense he's line ever gone up against. Yeah, no, you're right. But but man, I. I'm going to actually be flipping this game. I'll be on this game a lot Yeah, Saturday. me too. A me whole too. lot. Uh, next game up, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Uh, you bet this game. I did bet this game. Is there a chance Oklahoma gets beat here? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma is not above getting upset by anybody at this point, I don't think. Um, and Texas Tech is fighting for their coach's job. And the reason I, the reason I say that about Oklahoma is not a knock on them. Baker Mayfield might be the biggest bipolar swing quarterback that that we have in football this year when he's on he can beat anybody in the country if he's off that day or if he just doesn't give a damn they can get beat by anybody in the country yeah and and i think it's it's up to baker and we don't know what baker you're going to get every day but i know this five weeks straight they haven't covered a number five weeks straight they've barely beat somebody now vegas might know something i don't but i'm telling you i ain't laying 19 points to him now, I can understand that. Uh, Washington State at Arizona. Now, we, we talked about this. I've got uh, two Pac-12 games at the end. Um, uh, Washington State had a heavy, heavy home schedule to open up with. They closed with four out of five on the road. I think I'd take both these home teams. That's ex- 100%. It's what Ari- I've already done. Washington, Arizona at, at home against Washington State. I think I'd take Arizona right now. And Arizona State at home against USC, I think I'd take. And then we're talking about winning. We're not talking about point spreads, but both these well, teams both are dogs. Them are, both of them are close enough. I mean, Arizona State's a two-and-a-half-point dog That's to right. USC. But USC, I mean, they're starting a freshman nose tackle right now. You yeah. saw him get eaten mm-hmm. up by Notre Dame. And I'm not saying that Arizona State's got the same caliber no. of player that Notre Dame does. No. But Well, they don't have to beat him by 40. They just got to beat him by one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference. And that's, I mean, that's the thing here. I, I, like, I like Arizona. I like Arizona State. Like I think USC is is playing like garbage. And is Helton in trouble? Not. It, it, he's in trouble if Chip Kelly's bunch reaches out to USC. How much? How so? How I was going to ask. How much goodwill did the Rose Bowl get him last year? I think it helped. Man, oh well, no! It, it, I mean, it, not it, just helped. I mean, damn, that's a huge win. Well, yeah, but this is a that's a win that usually will save you three years. Look, I think that the only way he gets fired this year is if Chip says I is want if that, Chip says I want the job. You're in my seat. Yeah, get that's the only seat. way. Because get out of my seat. Look, uh, Lin Swan yeah. is is the AD there now. I know, and and he understands. Look, last year was his first year. He was trying to get the quarterback situation figured out, and now, which tell me this. Sam Darnold is saying that he wants to come back to school next year. He should. He should. You know why? Because he he's cost himself large sums of money if he tried to come out right now. Yeah, but if he comes out next year and he's just as bad next year, oh, no, how but, much more would he lose? But it's his. It, you 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 bet on yourself, you, but but do you go it. on and just take the money and run? No, no, you don't. Not in the NFL, you don't, because the money's not there for rookies anymore. Unless you're one of those top ten guys, which I don't know that he would be now, the money is not there anymore for rookies. So no, and and he doesn't seem now. Maybe this is racist of me, but 
but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's hurting for money. Now, I might be assuming that because he's white and he goes to USC. I don't know. I don't mean to think that way, but I look at him and say, that guy didn't grow up broke. I think you're probably right. So maybe it's not, you know, the end of the world for him to stay another year. Matt Leinard came from money. And so when it was time for him to come out his junior year, yeah. he was like, no, I'm going to stay. Peyton Manning came from money. When Matt it's time Barkley. for when it's like time, all, yeah, all, all these USC guys, all these guys. Well, Peyton, of the other guys, uh, Eli, both the Manning brothers stayed their whole, the, you know, the whole time. They didn't come out early, but they also aren't desperate. They come from families that have means. So that's the yeah. difference. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, but either way, I, I, USC has got some guys hurt right now, and on top of that, they weren't playing good anyway. No, um, they haven't looked. Imp- they've got one game where they look great. You notice that that and that's it. Helton doesn't really like. He doesn't answer questions. Like he never does. It, it, he just he always says like, uh, you know, it's the same old thing regardless. Like, well, we're improving. Who but- does? Who does answer questions? I mean, you got a good point with Mike Leach. From- okay, we'll get- <laughs> but other than him, but Leach is different. Like, other than him, you're right. Because right. I was going to say, say, but like, not even just say, but there's not a single coach in the SEC that we listen to their press conferences every week that gets up there and answers these damn questions. Orgeron tries to answer them. I think the new coaches have to because they haven't earned the respect to tell the you know media. I'm I'm just going to give you a bullcrap answer. True, but but the guys that have been there a while, Malzahn, these guys are—they're not answering questions. No, they're not all rude, but they're not answering questions. No, you're right, you're right. So I, I'm gonna give him a pass on that. That's coaching one on one. Don't tell the media but, anything. But yeah, Clay Clay Helton. I mean, it, it ain't looking good. If he loses this one, I mean, the the pressure's gonna be on because they they don't exactly. I mean, they still got to play Arizona this year. They still got to play, and and look, UCLA, while. They kind of look like a garbage team. Look, Rosen's putting up points. The battle, the battle for LA could be meaningful for a job. Could, yeah, yeah, really yeah, could. Loser leaves town. I love those games. Loser loses his job to yeah. Chip Kelly. Loser leaves town. How crazy would that be? If Man, Chip, Chip needs to Chip needs to come to the SEC. <laughs> Don't go out west and play with them boys. Look, he and and I heard this uh, Feinbaum and and everybody else because they work with him at ESPN. Yeah. If he takes a job, he's probably taking West Coast. I'm sure that's a, he, that's where he's from. That's look, if thing. I had and the it, opportunity to make millions of money dollars and live somewhere in the country, it's it would be the West Coast. Yeah. Okay, it would be Seattle, well, and, he, and he's more it would be Portland or Eugene. It would be L.A. or San. It'd be San Diego more than L.A. But like, if I had the option to make millions and live anywhere I wanted, it's it's not in the South. Are you surprised that he didn't go back to Oregon? No, last year, no, because hmm. I, I kind of thought you know because they they fired Helfrich and he you thought maybe I don't think he would have won. I, I think there's there's I don't a little think bit of black like there's a little bit of bad blood there too because of of the NCA stuff that happened under his watch. Well, no, I don't know. Oh, no, I think I think they would have dropped to their knees and begged him back. I don't think that's that's it at all. I think there was some respect for Helfrich for him. I also. And this was this was a lot of reports. So I follow the NFL closer than I do college, and I will tell you that he was adamant that he does not like the college game. He did not want to go back to college. He wants to be an NFL coach. Do you think there is any NFL team that would give him the opportunity? No, but I don't think that he thought that last year at all. Yeah. So when he lost his job at the 49ers, I think he was – clearly not taking a college job trying to get a pro job and he wanted to exhaust every inch of resources to doing that whether it's being an offensive coordinator for yeah, somebody I think or he whatever. was willing to be a coordinator yeah and I will tell you this the Atlanta, might Fal- the Atlanta Falcons are dumb for not calling him and calling drunk Steve ass Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian because yeah. I think he's drunk right now <laughs> you can't get Julio Jones a damn ball you're just a fool yeah, you got to find We're, some way to. He came to out that. on this. This is a different rant. This is a different rant. He comes out on Sunday and talks about well, we're going to throw to the open man. Well, you know who's open, Julio. If you throw it above his head, because nobody can jump as high as him. You can't guard the air. I used to say this about Larry Fitzgerald back in the day. You cannot guard the air. Okay, Calvin Johnson. There are a few guys that that you just throw it up. You throw it high, higher than everybody else. Yeah. They go get it. The other guys can't. 
You got a you got a point there. Stupid ass Sarkeesian. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.